0: Devi and sajjano girls and boys, ladies and gentlemen, I am your host and host Nandita Rani and welcome to the sixth episode of Untold Tales present Karma the Live Child. Today, who is our guest, she is a pedagogy expert, a circle facilitator, a performative storyteller, creative and mindfulness coach and educator for two decades. She's also an award winner and speaker for Exceptional Women of, of Excellence at WEF. Her intense work has built an organization of storytellers, and she has set stories in over 200 BMC schools. Wow. Welcome to the show, Gitanjali. Thank you so much, You're welcome. Okay. So here comes my first question to you. So last time I was having a conversation with you, you had told me about your very first Story and that was quite an interesting incident. Would you like to share it with our audiences and listeners? And also, how old you were at that time?
1: So um, I still recall I was I was doing my early childhood education. Um, like I was around nineteen twenty those days, mm-hmm. and I was doing my internship at uh, Green Lawns. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was during regular, uh, you know, breaks that the, so I was a trainee teacher at that point of time. And um, so we were still trying to, you know, we were still trying to see how we can build rapport with children. So the main teacher came and told me that I can, so I was asking, how do I like, you know, get along with children? What do I do to sit and talk to children? Mm -hmm. So she said, you can, uh, you know, tell them a story. Mm -hmm. So I said, like, uh, which story, which one should I say? Can I start it right away? So she said, yeah, after their uh, uh, tiffin break, you can tell them a story. So then I opened the cupboard and Mm -hmm. I just pulled out because it's quite nervous. I. Get you to know, someone else's cupboard, you know, someone else's books. So, <laughs> okay. So much choice. So mm-hmm. I just pulled out a book and it was land and the mouse. Oh. I have I have no clarity or any apparent reasons why this was I felt this was the first time I read this story. <laughs> so I actually sat, you know, there by, by on the bench and I read the whole book, you know, mm-hmm. in detail, mm-hmm. like say in 10 minutes. And then after the break, uh, you know, I put the dari and, okay. I I and I told the children, I'm going to tell you a story. And all the kids came and gathered over there. Okay. And I began my story. Mm-hmm. And the story began with something like this. Mm-hmm. The lion had a birthday party. Oh. And everyone was invited. The so lion made a long list of the birthday party.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And at the mouth of the cave was the mouse. Okay. The mouse checked. So become a part of your birthday party. So the lion looked at the mouse and said, "You <laughs> look at your size." And the mouse was very sad. One of the days when the lion was sleeping, so I tell told the story and I said how you know the mouse nibbled and you know the lion the mouse tickled and tickled and you know tickled and the kids were laughing. You know, <laughs> so then I saw they were laughing. I would do more, you know, yeah. like tickle no, tickled under the arms you know and what happens when someone tickles you You were like laughing he laughing he laughing but he was wanted to sleep you see so he said Wah! and then finally the lion got so annoyed with the mouse that he held him on his hand and said I'm going to eat you up and the mouse mm-hmm. said oh no 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 so the kids just love the you know the voice the narration enactment. Yeah, also the part where I said, like, he nibbled, mm-hmm. nibbled then they also added, and then, um, and then we went ahead. And then I said, mm-hmm. at the end, you know, when it was Lion's birthday party, and mm-hmm. uh, he now wanted to make a list of friends to be invited. The first friend was the mouse. Oh, and that's how everyone rem- remembers their friendship the okay. lion and the mouse.
0: So interesting. So you were nervous while telling that story since it was a very first storytelling
1: session. I'm actually surprised because I added so much of idea and Mm -hmm. so many thoughts and so much of drama in my first telling Mm -hmm. that I was quite excited. I was looking forward to, you know, continuing the same story. And to my Mm -hmm. surprise, the next day the kids were telling when I when I entered the school and the kids saw me. Is it said, Will you tell us that story. I'm like, which one? The lion and the mouse. <laughs> <So he's> like,
0: <laughs> yes. Okay, nice. That's quite an interesting incident. Okay, so uh, we know that, uh, I know that while talking to you, I came to know that you were quite shy as a child, but you wanted to make friends. So would I be correct if I say that this was the reason why you studied palmistry and astrology?
1: Yes, I was, uh, I was studying palmistry because mm. I, I remember like I went, I went joined college. Uh, mm-hmm. I attended this uh, kind of a webinar these days. <laughs> there was a public uh, speaking okay. program where a man was telling us how to do public speaking. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, he told us that if you're really interested to make friends, mm-hmm. you have to take interest in them. Mm-hmm. So I thought like, how will I take interest? So I started... Talking to everybody, what's your name? Like, I would write a little diary note. What kind of questions can I ask Mm -hmm. if I have to make friends? And I would go ahead and, you know, gather courage to talk. Then I thought the best way to make friends is actually take interest in people and, you know, their Mm -hmm. lives. Because everybody, at that time, everybody was interested to know what handlines meant, what astrological charts meant. Mm -hmm. So I studied palmistry. I became quite popular. Everybody would, like every gathering I would have on hand to look at. (laughs) <laughs> that's how oh. I increased my list of friends that is so nice I can
0: see and I can gauge that you consciously made an effort to you know go out and make friends so that is such a nice thing coming from an introvert person so that was a very brave thing that you started doing okay uh, so one thing uh, that I wanted to ask you is I know that you tell stories to both children and adults adults so if i ask you personally which is your favorite like reaching out to children with your stories or the adult stories
1: so a lot of people have come for my workshops like they've come for my workshop with children they've come for my workshop with adults even for senior Hmm. citizens. i've got this compliment that i am good with all age oh that's nice. No, I think I'm I'm just I have the ability. Hmm. I, I'm somebody I think who's quite inclusive by nature. Okay. So I don't judge that somebody is a child or somebody is, you know, an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like it's just a feel of come to my circle. Okay. All right. And hmm. I'll tell you a story. Yeah. Okay
0: so uh, that uh, reminds me that this is one of the qualities uh, which if i can uh, you put it across like that which is must in a storyteller that when you tell stories you be inclusive be, be it what i know with the variety of kind of audience that you get that doesn't matter okay so uh, now we also know that uh, you are also into you were saying something
1: yeah i was saying like to be inclusive in general. Yes. I have been, I have, or like, when I conduct my workshops, I have people who are coming from, you know, all treated as equal and one. Hmm. Okay, yeah. So,
0: uh, so that uh, talking of workshops, that reminds me. I wanted to also ask you about your healing workshops and the things that you do for you know reaching out to people who are in real need of these things. Can you please throw some light on that?
1: So my company's name is Secret Passages, mm-hmm. and Secret Passages uh, comes with the belief that the journey is inwards, mm-hmm. and inside you. Like you're going through the thresholds, like passages. Gotcha. And a point will come when you will enter a secret passage door, you know, and mm-hmm. you'll enter a secret passage temple. Mm-hmm. And over there, you'll see an old woman who's lived for centuries, you know, mm-hmm. and she will give you treasures which actually lie inside you, like values, hopes, mm-hmm. trust, belief, love. Mm-hmm. So you will go through your secret passages and you will bring that back. So when you mm-hmm. tell people, you know, uh, so this I do it through a story meditation, taking them in words. So oh. I ask them to close their eyes
0: mm-hmm. and I bring
1: different different images. Like uh, let's let's travel on the magic carpet and let's you know oh. fly high up in the sky mm-hmm. and cross the night from darkness to uh, dawn to dusk. Mm-hmm. And let's travel beyond space, from you know, crossing through fields and forests and oceans and deserts, mm-hmm. and then finally reach that place where we are walking towards home, mm-hmm. and then come to a place where the door is always open for you, mm-hmm. and then when you enter that door, it's called a secret passage door, and then yeah. I take them to a, a dark tunnel, okay. and then you step in stones and then you know the wall, wall on the tunnel is also very slippery mm-hmm. and you don't know what is the way ahead so mm-hmm. you, the darkness also uh, grows and emptiness also grows and when mm-hmm. there is that darkness and the emptiness is when you are able to see the light That's so right. then you follow the fireflies mm-hmm. then you see the cracks in the tunnel that are coming you know and the light is entering mm-hmm. and then you reach the mouth of the cave Mm-hmm. And then how you get burnt also in the flame, mm. and you need to bridge, and then you sit near the river bank, wow. and you dip your feet in the water, and there are a lot of metaphors, you know, like mm, the yes, majestic and the sun shining, and the mm-hmm. butterflies fluttering, and the birds chirping, mm-hmm. and then how you hear the sound of the temple bell. So there are these images, you know. and There is a meandering path, and then mm-hmm. you reach. You, as you climb up the stairs, you keep dropping one, one bag, mm-hmm. your name, your yeah. response, Then you feel lighter. Mm-hmm. And as you enter this, uh, enter the temple, and you push open the door, the light falls over you. Mm-hmm. So initially, it floods you because you are also never ready for to receive. Yes, but once the light mm-hmm. comes, you know, you feel enlightened. Mm-hmm. And Then you enter. The temple, and then it's covered with rose petals, you know, and you can smell sandalwood. Wow. And there are lights you know, on every passage of that, every window of that temple.
0: Mm-hmm. And there,
1: when you go inside, you see the woman, old woman sitting. She's like the mm-hmm. old grandmother.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And she's mm-hmm. wearing a green sari and a red blouse, you know, with. Uh, jasmine flowers and mm-hmm. she's got wrinkles on her face and what she's got a treasure box in her hand wow. she been she holds her hand and she says come sit with me mm-hmm. and then she gives you these mm-hmm. treasures and the moment you receive the seeds of hope belief truth and love you feel fulfilling you feel abundant you thank everything that's around because you know it's already there it's yours she gives you that feeling of gratitude Mm
0: -hmm. and the
1: feeling of love because you are born forgiving love and you soon forgive everything and everyone Mm -hmm. all your narratives you know space of stillness Mm -hmm. and you now back you know feeling uh, rediscovering yourself and then again, you come back on the same journey. You mm-hmm. cross your secret mm-hmm. garden and you cross the bridge. You come back to the flame, you come back to a barren land and you sow the seeds. And then soon you look up at heaven, you know, and you ask for rain. And then the raindrops fall on you. So you ask and it wow. arrives. Wow. And then mm-hmm. soon the, the seeds turn into saplings. Mm-hmm. And then the saplings turn into tall, tall trees of hope, belief, truth, and love. Mm. And there is love, hope, you know, golden apples and red hearts all around. And now you want to share it with others as Mm -hmm. well. And others are also part of this growth. Okay. So now you see holding that basket and giving. You see a community dancing and singing. Yeah. And then you come out of the secret passage tunnel lighting lamps for fellow travelers yeah. and then you come mm-hmm. out of the door and you come back so when you give these images they're crossing through the story you know mm. and that's the hero path and that's the so that brings a metaphysical space and then when they come out they're told to draw or close their eyes and mm. pick up one image mm-hmm. that comes in their mind
0: yeah.
1: wow. and then the idea is that where you are, you know, what is surfacing for you at this time. So okay. then we call it harvest. Everybody shares where they are. Okay. So this kind of work, when it takes place, it it brings out a circle of openness. Okay. Yes. And, and then I tell stories in this manner, which are very... songs. I'm quite organic. Mm-hmm. So... Okay. Mm-hmm. Like tell a story and suddenly a song comes up. Tell a story. and Like that line in the mouse story also I told.
0: Mm-hmm. That also had
1: a friendship mm-hmm. song there. You know, you're my oh. friend, I'm your friend. So every time <laughs> there's a story, a song and a story. Okay.
0: This was so profound. I mean, I could feel those vibes in me while you were narrating the whole thing. Okay, Uh, so uh, now such sessions, I'm sure you must have seen a lot of emotional outbursts. I'm sure you must have. Would you like to share any experience of one of those emotional outbursts you have witnessed in any of such sessions?
1: Yeah, uh, in many, uh, the, especially the one in which, um, so we do a lot of, in fact, uh, first, when I started Secret Passages, I used to do only one of one-day workshops with people, okay. but the topics were different, like, you know, uninterrupted writing skills that you can develop with your children. So more for, initially it was of parenting, you know, so one-man day workshops used to happen, how to do poetry with your children, how to, uh, you know, tell a story with your child, something like one one topic. And let's sit together and build a story, like story games and all. So, but every workshop would have the story meditation. Mm-hmm. So there would be people come only to have the story meditation. And then they would tell me that, you know, Gitanjali, once in the workshop, in the story meditation, I was still entering the tunnel. So then the next time I was receiving the seeds, then the next time I was able to be... So she said that I have felt abandoned also, and i have felt abundant also oh wow so it's about how the same story plays you know in you in your psyche at a different level at a different time so it was a beautiful experience for me to feel that people are only coming to get that f- factor you know that feeling of connecting and healing through mm-hmm. the storytelling so that was the first touch point that happened okay. then you know i saw people really wanted to stay in touch with me because of the meditation and you know? all. Mm-hmm. so i designed a 25 hours workshop on only storytelling and it was called hard and craft and healing and curing was a major part of it okay and at that point of time we uh for some time i did not do personal narratives in a very deeper manner there was one time when i actually uh you know told everybody to tell their entire life story which is called the tree of life in front of each other it was like uh 25 after 12 hours of workshop like after five days of workshop on the sixth session I told them that today we are going to do three of life like those days my course was like only for uh, three hours each intervention so I told them that like, today we'll all do three of life and um, they all drew the three of life and one by one they came on the chair and they shared the story so before they shared the story a meditation was done where I took them you know to a time when they were born oh. you know and they came here What were the promises that they had made to Fairy Godmother, Mm -hmm. you know, sitting on the clouds Mm -hmm. and what happened when they opened their eyes? So I took them on a journey Mm -hmm. and then they opened up. So it was called a non-judgmental, non-analyzing space. Mm -hmm. Also, I shared my story first. So I was vulnerable when I shared every part of my life openly and that created a safe space for them also to share their stories. So one by, there were some nine participants, very strong women. Mm-hmm. And one by one, everyone shared their stories, you know, and they told the moments there when, you know, they were shocked with incidents that happened in their life and how they found courage, mm-hmm. you know, or uh, times when they were ashamed and then how self-worth happened for them. Yeah. Times when they felt belonged, you know, about self and others. And it was so beautiful because that, Circle of opening up and everybody's story opened up. You know, it was like two days that the stories opened up because it it happened in batches. Mm-hmm. I saw the way they looked at each other just changed because they wow. knew each other. It felt like they loved each other more now. Wow. So that energy was completely different in the room. It just shifted. Yeah. Okay. One of the best experience I felt was that year of life and then I became a major part of my program so it's called Mm. therapeutic because that happened you know yes
0: I can completely uh, relate to it and feel it how they must be feeling at that time and uh, I like that part where you said I start with my story because when you open up it's easier for the person you know the in front of you to open up even more So my next question is uh, you being into healing so much and all these things is uh, when you go through stress, will I be correct if I say that it's easier for you to handle tough situations like that in life?
1: So um, apparently disclosure as a concept has Mm -hmm. come to me very early in life. I really don't know how. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been always open to telling what has happened in my life. Mm -hmm. Like I don't hide anything. If some things are going wrong in my life, I tell very straight, this is going wrong. Okay? And most of my stories bring aha. Yeah. So there is a feeling that something triggered and this transformation happened and this mm-hmm. triggered and this transformation happened. So I'm very open to telling, like, you know, my father was an alcoholic and, you know, how his, his death at that stage of my life, when I was only 14, 15, made me feel that he didn't oh. know much in his life. Oh. No, I thought he wasted his life because he came from a uh, came from an extremely wealthy family. Hmm. So I thought, like you know, born in silver spoon, and he just didn't do much hmm. in his life. But you know, then the same story changed for me. His that story changed for me. You know, when I was twenty six, I thought that what must have gone wrong in his life? Oh. Why did he become? Hmm. You know, hmm. and then I saw how hmm. he may be actually blessing all of us. Even today. Mm-hmm. I didn't speak about did speak of him for years, you know, after his death. Mm-hmm. But after my daughter's birth, my my daughter was very close to my mom. And one like my mom used to, you know, be there, take care of her, you know. Mm-hmm. And then whenever my mom would go to her house, my mm-hmm. daughter would say that Dudda lives alone. Oh. How much I miss Nana. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's never seen my father and she misses my father <laughs> and then she would ask me something about Nana and then mm. the chapters over and oh. I, then I said uh, you know my father and I we used to walk at the Regal Cinema back so we used to say at Cuff Parade that time so Regal mm. said Cuff Parade mm. so then I went walking from Regal Theater to Cuff Parade mm. and I told her like we used to do this and then you know, we we used to mm-hmm. in Leopold in the airport and we saw a mango mm-hmm. milkshake. So we went and sat over there. Mm-hmm. And I remember all the good times that I had with my father, like, you know, mm-hmm. the stories that he told. I, I said my father had very long arms. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I think what has happened is that I'm able to see uh, things that, like, kind of a reflection and it changes the narrative. The narrative mm-hmm. that was in the past, it's moved to a better narrative, perspectives, you know? Mm-hmm. So bird mm-hmm. You can yes. see the front of the bird. Yes. You say the bird looks different. say yes. the bird looks
0: different.
1: Yes. And every animal looks different. Yes. So I think that's one biggest aspect that the, the healing circles have brought to me is that I'm able to mm-hmm. see the trigger and transformation. So I work mm-hmm. with myself as Very upfront, like. I, if I think uh, that there is a problem in belief and values when I'm Mm. listening to somebody's narrative, my best friend, I'll Mm. just tell that person. Yes. So my husband and my family also, they appreciate Mm. that. How can I be so upfront? But I feel this is where authenticity lies, you know. Yes, absolutely. Be true to yourself and you look for true relationships. Absolutely absolutely
0: and i would also add one thing here that in our society you know the kind of society where we live in especially with ladies i would say they there are so many things they want to speak about but you know they live in self-denial like if something is wrong with the marriage they are just scared to speak about it no it cannot be i must be wrong somewhere so it's it becomes very difficult you know figure out but once you start accepting things it It is just like a cakewalk. So I completely agree with you on that. And uh, my next uh, question to you is that we know that your mother tongue is Tulu, is what you uh, told me last time. So which are the languages you tell stories in? And uh, you're comfortable in telling stories in which language in particular?
1: In particular, see, like <laughs> I'm born and brought up in Mumbai. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Mumbai, mm-hmm. Hindi, English, Marathi, so I think <laughs> But you your English, English is, me, is
0: very nice. So, I think English, I, if I, you ask me to guess, then I think English you are most comfortable in.
1: English. English. Okay. All and right. some Marathi, ka tadka, if I have to give, I can give. Perfect. Bolte is, ushi <laughs> I can say something I can give. <laughs> That's nice. I think that because I grew up in a locality, you know, with only Maharashtra, I grew up in hmm. so only is around. Okay,
0: and I was uh, going through your uh, social media post, and I, I, I can see that uh, there are, uh, you know, pictures where you have dressed up actually. In, you know, even in Zoom session, you are wearing, you know, a, a headband or something and you're telling stories. So tell us more about that, that. How do you how do you transform yourself into actual characters of the stories oh, by dressing up and all?
1: Yeah, so I think you're talking about Kabuliwala. I told yes. you the story of Kabuli yes, Wala. I I think it was yes. of,
0: uh, And yeah. that really caught so think- my attention. I was like, wow, this is the perfect way of telling a story.
1: Yeah, so I think uh, once I think you need to start connecting to the character that yes. you want to tell the story mm-hmm. with. I used to. Uh, I also believe in organic, that means not cutting a lot of paper and you know making those strips and all, but naturally using a dupatta, you know, and okay. tying it around you and you know, mm-hmm. making a tiara and putting it on you as a crown. Mm-hmm. So more simplistic ways of using props, if, if you want to use props. Mm-hmm. And uh, overall, you know, I'm somebody who's, who's like a face puppet. My face is telling the whole story. That's so right. I feel I need to balance out. So I personally do not use a lot of uh, props and puppets and all. Mm-hmm. I think I'm quite a walking, talking puppet. My voice also <laughs> keeps uh, moving and my face also keeps expressing. My eyes also really expressive. Uh-huh. So I need to tone things down for uh, storytelling. <laughs> But if you have issues with some things of character, sketch and all, using Mm -hmm. uh, uh, props will make sense, right? Yeah, it does. Sometimes if you think that two dialogue delivery mix makes better if you have another puppet with you, then you can. But if you're good at anyways creating images... Mm -hmm. So my image strength and my voice strength is there, you see. So I'm, I'm somebody who tells mostly stories without props. But when I'm performing, I'm, we also do a lot of plays. Okay. So I have performed as a chaiwala. So uh, mm. this is Ram Barosa or a chaiwala. Okay. So, you know, I put mood and, ah. and, uh, and a topi from uh-huh. Garhwal. Uh-huh. And I then I walk and sit like as well. I'm a man, you know. Wow. So the whole body changes, you know. And then. Wow. I'm pretending that I'm having chai with biscuit and... Mm-hmm. Famous so, I are famous here. So it's like it adds little small your uh-huh. bits and pieces, drops. Yeah. Okay.
0: So stories uh, usually come from uh, a lot and lot of observations. So wherever you go, you keep observing people. You yes. do? Like a chaiwala, you know, or, you know, uh, uh, these, yeah, like people, vendors or anything, you know, anybody around you.
1: Right? I'm a oh. conversationalist. Like I can talk to the auto also. <laughs> I uh, I can talk to any co passenger. Uh-huh. You know? And um, like uh, I I have fun also creating triggers. Like once I was mm-hmm. traveling and. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I, most of the time, if you listen to my travel stories, I'm late. Okay, I'm I'm just boarding at the last minute, my flight at the last minute, my train at the last minute.
0: (laughs) Okay, so I wanted to ask now this this trait of yours uh, forces me to ask that has it put you in an awkward situation ever? Like being outspoken or, you know, being not shy of speaking out your mind. Has it ever put you in any awkward situation? Like you felt like I shouldn't have said that or something like that.
1: Sometimes in public gathering, I think it happens. It I happens. think it will happen, right?
0: Mm, yes. we sometimes
1: we end up speaking and, uh, you know, people never.
0: So my next question is that uh, you were telling me a story last time about uh, grapes are sour and what an amazing twist you had given to that story. I want our listeners to have that twist in that story. Can you please repeat it for us in a short, uh, short the, you know, form of that story?
1: Yeah, so the story, as you know, that it ends with the uh, thing of grapes are sour. So I have worked on this grape having three avatars. One is the body and one is the mind and one is the soul. So the body is the one which acts upon and the heart is singing and the mind is thinking. Yeah. So the mind says, grapes are sour, leave it. Okay, Body doesn't work on it, but the heart is still singing. So when you the mind says that the grapes are sour, you're telling the my heart stop singing. Hmm. So now if I'm the 21st century fox, oh. I want my heart to sing. Yes. Right. Hmm. So then the body is like tossing and turning. Okay. Hmm. And then you follow the heart singing. You want to find out how do I make my heart sing longer? How do I find my new song? Hmm. So that is when I want to. Find out how do I reach the grapes? So, you, you know, my 21st century fox goes for gymnastic class, goes for meditation class, you know, studies you know, how to reach the grapes, size of the grapes and size of the trunk, and how yeah. to climb up, how many inches, mathematics, you know, language, art, everything. And wow. finally, he reaches, you know, and he ha- has those luscious grapes. Oh. And then when he sees this, you know, he tastes those luscious grapes, his body, mind and heart is in sync. Hmm. They're singing the same song. Yes. And now that he's tasted the grapes, he knows that he can give it to the community. Yes. So he'll yes. tell them how to enjoy the grapes and how to allow your heart to sing. So that's how I extend the story. And yeah. I believe that we all need to curate the stories that
0: yes. we tell I like this curation of uh, this shade of grapes are better than the original, you know, where the foxes decided to give out to the society from his experience. And the best part was he joined gym and all those things to get those grapes. That he made great. efforts. He made efforts. Okay. Now, uh, you also tell mythological stories. So, which is your favorite mythological character or story?
1: Yeah, I love to see the whole uh, I'm a big fan of Joseph Campbell, who is a father uh, of mythology. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea is that all stories, hero path is the same journey. So the, the most is one of his most popular book is called A Hero with Thousand Faces. Oh, so Buddha did the same thing. Krishna did the same thing. Gilgamesh did the same yeah. thing. Yeah, so it's a meta narrative. Everybody else. So it's called A Hero with Thousand Faces. Yes. So I love the hero journey. Mm-hmm. how the hero when you're born with something it's a swadharma it's your innate talent mm-hmm. so when you're born with something to you know to uh, break out the shackles you know and come out as that buddha that is inside you you will have to go through refusal you will have to go through those you know those struggles and then the turning point and then the shift so, I love mythology because all of them have this. Actually, but my favorite, like in the sense I actually love all, I love Ramayana. And okay. um, uh, so I walk on the virtues of Ram and I tell Ramayan. Okay. And uh, so the whole idea is so you have to become like these virtues, not just doing Hey Ram, Hey Ram, Hey Ram. Yeah. That's why you tell the stories of True. Ram. And so I love. I love telling stories of Hanuman also, not telling stories of Sita also. But I think I'm quite a fan of male characters, versus than female characters. Mm-hmm. But when I'm talking about female characters, I like characters which bring vulnerability. Like I like the story of Draupadi mm-hmm. that comes up in Chitra Banuji's Palace of Religion, you know. Mm-hmm. I like uh, Urvi's story, who is Karna's wife, mm-hmm. that comes up in Kavita Khani's Outcast Wife. Okay. Okay. So -hmm. I like uh, the characters, you know, which is behind, like, which is not coming as the main characters. That's right. But they they have a backstory. I like Surpandaki's Mm -hmm. backstory, you
0: know, Mm -hmm. what
1: made her what she is. Yeah. And I like Karni.
0: Yes. Okay. So those are your favorite characters. Quite impactful.
1: I think I have quite of them.
0: (laughs) Alright, so on that note, we are moving to a fun round, which is my rapid fire round. So are you all geared up for that? I am going to throw some rapid questions at you and you have to answer me without thinking. Fast, fast, fast. So are we ready? (laughs) Okay, so your first question is, what are you scared
1: of? I'm scared of heights and especially when I'm climbing down. Hmm. I have a feeling that I'll fall and trip.
0: Oh, ever tried bungee jumping?
1: No, no, and also, I don't know, I'm quite scared of this whole idea of falling. Yeah, <laughs> <Free laughs> fall. I'm, I'm tall, and 5.9 and a half feet tall, and Are I you? have this feeling that, yeah, if oh. i fall, so to i the <laughs> 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 Everyone tells me, you're going to madam, why are you afraid? And I'm like, no, I'm going to get Ever taken a ride
0: in the giant wheel since you are scared of free-falling?
1: Yeah, giant wheel also scares me and I, yeah. I have gone on a giant wheel. But I often feel that, uh, why you have to take such risks only, it's not required. Like, wheel and say, why are you laughing, right? <laughs> adrenaline rush, adrenaline rush. <laughs> Okay. I
0: know, but I feel like might as well avoid it. All right. So, a uh, tea person or coffee person? Tea. Tea person. Oh, coming from a South Indian background, I thought it would be coffee as answer, but that surprises me. <laughs> Dog person or cat person? You already have a cat at home. I know that, but still I'm asking. you.
1: Both both yeah okay do you have a dog actually i wanted to keep both dog and cat but ah. uh, you know family is not approving <laughs> okay
0: all right so uh, what is your idea of romance a romantic evening i uh, we know that you are a very romantic person i know about it so you tell us what is your idea of romance um
1: i like uh, conversations and a bookstore Oh. And talking over books. Oh. I like uh, I like discussing the book. Like we read the same book and then we talk about it. That's In a favorite. romantic evening. Yeah. It's something Are you sure? I like uh conversations. Basically <laughs> I'm a conversation lover. So okay See, so I've gone out of the idea that i <laughs>
0: Okay.
1: So talking over books, I am not going to ask. Yeah, books and good music. Good books and good music and good company. Super. And moonlight. And moonlight.
0: Yeah. How will you read the books in moonlight? (laughs) We've read the book and come. I told you (laughs) right. Okay. All right.
1: So I'll tell my partner. You read the book and we'll discuss.
0: (laughs) That's nice. So you, you sh- you'll have to have a like-minded partner completely. Otherwise, you know, it will be the romantic uh, evening will go for a toss. Then <laughs> Anyway, uh, so what is the wildest thing that you have ever done or you ever plan to do in
1: life? Wildest thing that I've ever done is, uh, so as I mentioned, that I was quite a shy person mm-hmm. when I was young. So while growing up, I did want to make friends, but I didn't know how to make friends. So once I started talking to a wrong number, I think when I was like in my, uh, during, you know, teens, 16, 17 only. So I picked up this phone and I started talking to this guy and he was quite witty, you know, good good language. You know, I was very impressed with good English and good speech and good Good phonetics and good mm. voice, so I spoke to him every and witty also, so you mm. we'll always have something interesting to talk. So mm. like I think we spoke for a month, okay. and uh, after that we and you know those days PCO PC yeah. coins uh-huh. I took down his number and talking on the phone, okay. and then we finally met. So the blind date, okay, when oh. I chose to meet him in open uh, spaces like. I met him at St. Michael's Church on a Wednesday when it was really (laughs) crowded. So I asked him, like, how do I identify you? So he said, I'll carry a red rose. (laughs) So I, like, went quite excited and uh, I reached, it was afternoon time, around, like, 12.30 afternoon. Mm -hmm. And I reached there and I saw this guy. He was half my height and I think (laughs) double my age. (laughs) and bald. (laughs) And holding a red rose and cock eyed (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, hello. (laughs) And then I started talking the same voice. So Uh I just closed my eyes and I was behaving as I'm still talking to the one on the phone. Okay. And after that, I never picked up his phone. It was like, I actually started treating it like a (laughs) wrong (laughs) number.
0: Poor guy. Anyway, but that was very filmy. I love that. Okay, your all-time favorite
1: song. Um, dil mein ek lehre se uti hai abhi. Koi taza hawa chali hai abhi. I'm a Gazal fan. Oh, and who sang this song?
0: Gulamali. Oh, Gulamali. All right. Okay, so with that, we come to an end of our rapid uh, fire round. And the most interesting answer that I received from you was the blind date. That was so much fun to listen to that story. So I know all... those days. And Now you
1: can't have blind dates. Now you get to see people's face. I know. I'm okay. Facebook, my profile. Check. Milne ja rahe <laughs> I know. That's true.
0: So we are almost heading to the end of our podcast and I want to ask from you Gitanjali that is there anything you want to add to this session like any takeaways for the aspiring storyteller any points that they should keep in mind if, you are, if they are wanting to become good storytellers um,
1: what I feel is um, to have a right balance because storytelling is an art to see that people don't take art for granted Mm -hmm. so it's very important that you know if somebody is telling you to come and tell a story at a particular space you Mm -hmm. really see that is that person charging money for it Mm -hmm. and not paying you for it so you Mm -hmm. need to be uh, you know sense of uh, you need to actually appreciate your work Mm. So much enough that you have to charge and you deserve the right amount for what you're doing. So it's the That's performance right. needs energy as well. Energy exchange, like you've given energy, mm. Right. So you need to know yeah. to charge cases, mm. but you also need to know to contribute in community. Yes. So in, um, Places where, like, sometimes that you have you see children in the park, and you say, "Come, I'll tell you a story." So you should say, "No, no, because these children in the park are not going to pay me. I will not tell them a story." Mm-hmm. So you should have a free-flowing heart. Yes. and not think that it's my profession, so I will not tell a story if they don't uh-huh. pay me.
0: So uh-huh. there has
1: to be a right balance. Yes. So okay. I, I carry this. Like yesterday, I just went to my society park, mm-hmm. and uh, I just sat down and told the children, "I'll tell you a story." Oh. And the kids gathered so i in my in my society the kids like auntie is are you telling us a story so they just know me as story time <laughs> oh. and it's story times so and all the kids come okay so i feel you just flow and at the same time know you know where to charge and think that it is, it is right. a profession and respect it as an art
0: absolutely So talking of art, that, uh, you know, uh, branches out one more question in the end that how do you think is art important in somebody's life? It is obviously from the talks we had, but uh, if you want to streamline it, it, uh, streamline the whole idea into one sentence, how would you say art has impacted our lives or
1: art impacts our lives? So art is a form of expression. Yes. So, it's, if you do not uh, appreciate art, you're not appreciating any form of expression.
0: That's true. Be it
1: theater, be it painting, be it drawing, be it storytelling. So, if you don't express, then you're dead. Yes. There is no life. So, art is soul. Absolutely
0: artist soul and I I don't let me add here that I had such a profound talk with Gitanjali thank you so much for accepting our invite and talking to us and I would really say that my journey as a storyteller would be incomplete if I had not interacted with you I will and I'm going to be in touch with you forever I'll try to be in touch with you forever thank you so much any last thoughts any appeal to the audience you want to make
1: Um, My appeal to the audience is uh, to be a good listener. Yeah. And uh, because good storytellers are good listeners. Yeah. And every time you tell your story, your personal story especially, Mm. you need to know what is your narrative.
0: Yes.
1: Are you a victim in your story? Are you a Superman in your story? Mm -hmm. So if you're a victim and if you're a Superman, both are dangerous. Yes. So always choose the middle path in your style of telling
0: the story. Oh, wow. That's a very good answer. I will also take that, you know, clue from your uh, uh, your thought. And I, when I am reciting any of my further stories, I'll keep that in mind to keep the middle path always. Okay, so with that, we are coming to an end of the show. Thank you so much again, Gitanjali. Thank you. Thank you
1: so, Thank much. You so much. Yeah. Thank and... You, uh, Nandita, we are not used giving... Virtual group hugs. Hug
0: to you. Yes, to you. hug to you. Superb. I had such a great time with you. So uh, listeners and audiences, uh, let me make an appeal to you that please follow and share and like our podcast on uh, uh, Spotify and on YouTube. And please follow the Untold Tales on uh, uh, social media and also Gitanjali Shetty call on her social media there is a lot going on in her on her page and you're not going to be disappointed
1: so secret passages secret passages the lessons of life learning Absolutely. and development mm-hmm. the underscore secret passages on Instagram mm-hmm. www.thesecretpassages.com website Absolutely. stay connected stay tuned, and please stay calm. Do that
0: Stay calm and stay connected. All right. So uh, this was Karma, the live jive, ladies and gentlemen, for you. And we will see you again in the next episode. Thank you again, Gitanjali. And bye. Have a great day.